Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khan Wilshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hi there. This is a special interview that, or more of a special conversation that I have with Lori Buxton from AELL. Lori and I um, have a special live streaming that we do once a month on our Facebook platforms. And this particular week, Lori messaged me in advance and said, hey, honey, you know, I've really been thinking about this question for some time and would love to have our Facebook Live focused on this dialogue. And her question was, do you feel more satisfied when your program or your business succeeds because of you or without you? I'm going to say it one more time. Do you feel more satisfied when your program or business succeeds because of you or without you? This conversation that I have with Lori really got into so much of understanding the stories that we create for ourselves, the context around the type of story that we want, the leader that we want to be, the hero that we are in our lives. We talk a lot about understanding expectations that we need met, both from our childhood experiences and then as we've evolved into adulthood. We talk about a different layer of gratitude, specifically during this season, as we enter the holiday season. And more than anything, I found this conversation to be rich of great questions and very thought-provoking insights. And so I decided to bring this here on the podcast so that you could be part of this conversation. You know, so many of the answers that we talk about today are excellent predictors of the culture that you're building, the team, and really just the leadership health of your company. So I hope you enjoy this conversation that I have with Lori. Good morning, Connie. Good morning, Lori. Thanks for having me join you. I'm so excited for today's conversation. I'm more excited just to see you, but also to just to to have a fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and Hani's coming back. She's just getting back in the saddle. She has been just holidays and weddings and 
all kinds of fun stuff. So it's good to see you. I've missed seeing your face. Yeah. Talk about getting back in the saddle. Like Tuesday. So yesterday, well, I think it was like Tuesday evening was when my brain started to crank back into like CEO mode. And then like last night I was driving back from dinner with some girlfriends and I'm like, okay, I'm back. Like the powers are here. And this morning on the team meeting, I'm like, okay, guys, here's my list. Let's talk. Delegate, delegate. What are you doing? What are you focusing on? Yeah. Welcome. I'm like, I'm back. I'm here. You can tell when the cylinders click back in. I know. Everything's clicking. I'm like, where's this holding? Where's this holding? So yes, it's been it's been nice to be back. I miss my team. I miss my clients. I miss my friends. Um, I'm happy to be back. Really, really happy. Well, we're happy to see you. Yeah. So so you know, Kadri, she asked me, she goes, Lori, so what would you guys like to talk about this week? And I said, Well, you know, I've had this question, and you know, my questions always start with me you know mm-hmm. I'm the first one I ask the question of and then I'm so interested in where my mind and my thinking goes that you know I will share with my friends because you know sharing is caring and so the question that I have been posing to the leaders that I've been teaching and engaging with is this do you get more satisfaction and fulfillment when something works because of you or is successful because of you or without you do you get more satisfaction fulfillment you know is your bucket filled up more when it succeeds because of you or without you and there's not a right or a wrong answer here because and it's also a changing answer it's kind of a moving target but i think as a leader it's an answer you need to be aware of because it really has impact and import in how you lead your team how you apply your leadership and what kind of outcomes everybody expects. So when I saw the question and kind of in preparation for today's conversation, I really, my first kind of gut response was, well, I think the answer is contextual. Like, does it depend on the situation or the project or the outcome or the win that that we have? Mm-hmm. But then as I thought about it deeper, I'm like, well, is it really contextual or is this more of a mindset of I like to win and I like to know that I'm the winner or is that that I like when I've created a winning team and it doesn't matter who scored the goal, we all helped score the goal. That's the bottom line. Whether I had, you know, a two minute part of the conversation where I, Mm -hmm. you know, initiated the vision of that project Mm -hmm. and then else my hands were off of or I actually had zero part in it but it's just part of the continuing trajectory of the company's legacy um that the team is executing on so I think I'd love to start the conversation where my brain was whereas is this contextual or is this a mindset so I would love to hear how you kind of look at these you know two things and again for those of you that are watching the beauty of these questions is not in finding an answer. The beauty of these questions is in the conversation as we talk about this specific question. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you that light bulbs will come on for you, not just for your own leadership, but you'll start to see things in the full scope of your team and how it functions, how, how people relate to one another, how we work together that can either highlight the, the, the wins, the things that are working well, or they can illuminate 
things that maybe need some tweaking or attention. And, and to answer your question about the context, I'm even going to take a deeper dive. I think mm. that it can be contextual, but my challenge is, are we creating the context? Because if you are driven, if, and I'm going to, you know, I always operate, you know, I'm an open book and I will show you all my bumps and bruises and scars and yuck, right? So <laughs> You know, I'm an outfront person, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and I, my love languages are words of affirmation and, you know, physical touch. And, you know, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. I need that. I soak that up. And so if that's the case, if my needs are not being met in healthy and appropriate ways, then I can start looking to meet those needs in, in, through my leadership. And I can create the context where it all depends on me. I can create the circumstances where, um, you know, I'm indispensable, which is really not true, but I can create the context through which I can justify it. Oh and my God. Can we just stop for a second? This, this, sure. this is really, really deep stuff because this is like deep seated from like your childhood yeah. experiences, sure. the stories and the narratives that you tell yourselves. So I want to just repeat what you said because it, it really just like, boom, it like hit me right here in my stomach where I'm like, am I creating the context, right? Yeah. What I said is, is the answer to this question contextual? And then you're telling me one second, it's not about, is it contextual? It's about, do you create the context based on the narrative in your head? Yeah. And because both can be true. It can be a legitimate yes. context where it is dependent yes. on you. Yes. But you have to be sure of that. Right. So we create the stories in our head. Right. So are we creating the context where we're fulfilling a need where it's like I'm the hero of the story as opposed to I'm the guide in this the hero's journey of the company, right. Right? the entire team. And so let me ask you a question, because I, I think this is a great kind of question with this with this component is like, how can a leader start to become more cognizantly aware of what are the needs that they need to have met, right? What are their own personal needs that they need to have met and making yeah. sure that they're being met in healthy ways and they're not asking the team to meet their certain needs, right? It's like that transfer, sure. right? When you're in therapy or whatever it is, there's a lot of like mm -hmm. transference, counter-transference. So yeah, we'd love to hear some of kind of your thoughts around that self-awareness. Well, you know, I think some of the very, um, you know, some, oftentimes the, the easiest path is, is the direct path, right? And so, um, you know, the first, I love the love languages. You know, I know that sounds redundant, but I feel like that's a really great place to start. And it's not hard. Um, I think that, you know, we all, no matter who you are, where you come from, culturally, you know, your age, all those things, we all as human beings have some pretty core basic needs, you know, to be seen, to be heard and to be loved. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that when any or all of those needs are not being met adequately, that we start to reach and not because we're bad people or bad leaders, but because we're human beings. Right. And so I think that knowing, first of all, how you receive appreciation, how you receive love, you know, what fills your bucket. You need to know that so that you're going to the right places to get it filled, because we can we can know we need something met, but we don't know but we should, we pull into the wrong service station or whatever. And so and that's a real simple thing. I do this training regularly with my team. And, and let me just say this, too. If you've done this 125 years ago, your languages can shift your languages can evolve and change. And so it's really, I, I ideally you do this annually. I also think, you know, and a little bit off topic, but I think, you know, doing things like strength finders and, and things that, you know, yeah, yeah that all of those things, that self-discovery and reflection is important. 
So that would be a place to start, but that's just a one dimensional look at it. I think you also need to have conversations with people who are in your inner circle and ask them, say, what do you see? You know, how do you, you know, how do you experience my needs, if you will? What am I coming to you for? When I call you, what are you hearing? What questions am I asking? Because sometimes we don't, we don't even realize that we're asking for things, but we are. And the people that are in our inner circle, they hear that need that maybe is not even spoken and they respond because they know us. Well, I think putting words and framework to that can help us to identify those things and then do something with it. I have seven follow-up questions to what you said. (laughs) I'm just a person. I'm going to just put this caveat on here. I'm not a licensed counselor, but I'm a a human that has been living with humans for a lot of years, and people are my thing. So So I have so many follow-up points to what you said. Let's start with the first one around um, trying to get our needs met and we're going to different service stations, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. I I don't know if you know Esther Perel. She's, um, she's a relationship expert and intimacy expert. She has a few podcasts and she talks about a lot about relational intelligence, both at work Mm -hmm. and then in, you know, um, intimate relationships. And so one of the things she talks about a lot is how many, many years ago it used to be that your needs were met through the tribe and through the entire community, right? So you were in an intimate relationship with your husband, a partner, a life partner, whatever it was, but then you also were, your needs were met through, a lot of it was religion, right? Within community, Um, or it was met through the tribe or whatever it is. And she goes, now we live in a world of everything is in Western society, right? And we want our partners to meet all of our needs, safety and security, adventure and excitement, you know, stability and 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 dependability, but also like surprise me, right? And like all these different things that are really paradoxical, we want from one person. Well, that doesn't happen, right? We need an inner circle um, of people. So I, I loved where you were like, okay, where am I, like which service station am I going to? I think one of the other things here that you said that was really profound was around really understanding the nonverbal requests that you're making of the people around you. So I think what you said was so powerful where you turn to the team and you're like, when I ask these questions or when I lead the team in a particular area or when I come to you with a request or a decision or I'm asking your opinion, what am I really asking for? What are you right? hearing? Yeah. yeah, right. Are you hearing me asking you for reassurance? Are you hearing me asking you for you're an equal? I want to hear your thoughts and opinions, and they're important to me mm-hmm. in my decision making process. What are you hearing? Because that is the real determination of the needs that you're seeking. Are you seeking mm-hmm. connection, love, and belonging, reassurance? Like, what are you seeking? Oh my gosh, my mind's blown here. I'm like, I want to. And if you show up looking for those things, it's not that that is wrong or necessarily wrong, but I think that we need to go into this eyes wide open because that, if we don't, that's where we create the context for I am the hero of the story or I am the undergird of the story. You know, I am this, I support all the other roles. Do I need to be the star or can I support? the stars. And, you know, I very much believe in servant leadership. And I think we all should have moments to shine. And we will. I think that when the ter- when teams work right, we all get our moments, right? But we don't want to be the kind of leader that takes other people's moments away because our needs aren't being met. So 
Let's go back to the question that we started the show with. Mm-hmm. Do you derive, do you experience more satisfaction and fulfillment um, when something succeeds because of you or without you? Yeah. So let's pull up follow up on that where mm-hmm. if something succeeds without you, mm-hmm. right? And so whoever's watching the show, think about, okay. The moments in your school, in your business, in your life, when something succeeded without you, you what are the kind of immediate thoughts that first go through your head when success happened, but maybe you weren't an integral part of it? Right. So let's go through some thoughts that like typically go through people's heads when something like that. I mean, so I know that for me, I mean, it's kind of a mixed bag, if I'm being honest, you know, there's an element of like, you have pride, because look what your team did, they didn't, you know, they, they survived this crisis, or they solved this problem, or they made this event happen, or whatever, you know, and they didn't, you know, it didn't require that I was there 24 seven, completely immersed and not sleeping at night, right? Everybody did their part, and we were successful. And I think that we term is very important. But there's also a part of you that because we all that ha- we all have needs of significant significant I can't talk significant significance need to be needed, and so there can be it's kind of like when you're the, the first time your your child goes to school and they don't need you to walk them in anymore or they don't need you you know as they start to separate and evolve and don't need you as much there is a there's a there's a thing that happens when you've raised somebody and we're raising these people in a lot of ways in leadership and in in our field and what have you and when they don't need us anymore it can feel like there's a loss there there can be a sense of loss you know you know do i do i still matter do they you know all those kinds of feelings are normal and they're valid and all of those things but i think at the end of the day, now I, I'm not wasn't always good at this, but now as I've evolved as a as a leader and and as a grower of people, you know I recognize that whether it was in big lights and real loud or whether it was in these small whispers, that my life print is all in that, and that's yeah. where I get to shine. You know, I get to go to bed at night and wake up in the morning knowing that you know because because I cared, because I invested, they realized a dream or they realized a success or whatever. And that helps me to know where my place is so that I don't feel lost in it. You're a school leader who wants tools, resources, and just plain strategies of how to really lead your school and build a school of excellence. Well, I created something called the School Leadership Toolkit which has over 10 resources covering topics like parent-teacher relationships, difficult conversation, teacher appreciation ideas, and time management along with to-do list management. Some of the things that you get in the School Leadership Toolkit is how to lead parent-teacher conferences. This is a masterclass training and to show your staff so that they can lead conferences with ease. We have a parent partnership blueprint, which is the step-by-step formula for authentic parent relationships. I have a training on how to get your to-do list done and how to create your calendar for one-on-one meetings with staff. I have tools on how to filter distractions so that you can make the best decisions and reflective questions to ask teachers for goal setting and performance reviews, along with so much more. 
this mini toolkit is actually just the thing that you need to kick off this amazing school year and give you the confidence and the ability to trust your decision making as you head into another amazing year. Go check it out. The link in the show notes or go to Hani.me slash toolkit. I think what's beautiful about the self-awareness piece of knowing the imprint that you've made is I think asking a reflective question around in the inner circle of relationships that you have, do you feel that there's a mutual exchange of energy or are you the kind of the, the energy sucker that in the relationship you're the taker more and the other person is more of like the mentor pouring into you. And again, contextually there are places for that where there's you know the mental role or whatever it is or in a parent-child relationship right the parent is doing a lot more than the child's doing in the relationship it should be that way that's a healthy parent-child dynamic so looking at the relationships that you have in your life partner children uh friendships mentor coaches therapists whatever it is is there the right exchange of energy, mm-hmm. the healthy exchange of energy? Because if there is, mm-hmm. then then you can feel what you're feeling around. Yes, right. I do have an imprint on that. So mm-hmm. I think that that's a beautiful exercise to pause and think about, like really listing out all the relationships that you have. Yeah. Is there a healthy balance and exchange of energy within these relationships? Yeah, and I just want to say something too, just to the, you know, because something just kind of popped in my head. I think that it's important when you're the person who succeeded or, you know, reached a goal or whatever the the circumstance or situation is because of someone else's support, because of their contribution or investment in your training or in your, you know, your life or whatever, you know, we're going into a season now that is, you know, commercially known as the the gratitude season which should be all year long but you know we're so we're, we're really you know highly focused on gratitude this time of the year and i'm gonna say make sure that when someone has contributed to your journey in a positive way that you you, you thank them that you take the time to acknowledge and to thank them for what they contributed because there is especially for leaders and this is really true and probably i'm aware of this because i'm later in my leadership life than you are but then I have friends that are now in seasons where they're kind of exiting, you know, the maybe being hands-on leaders, and now they're re- becoming more mentors and coaches, right? And those trans, those season changes can be challenging. And I think that when we show gratitude for the people that contributed to our part of the journey, that it really it, it, it ensures their buckets stay filled. You know, there's, mm-hmm. I think that there is a, a, a responsibility on us to acknowledge and appreciate the people that pour into us. I love the component of like taking the time to share gratitude to the people that pour into mm-hmm. us. I think for the leaders that are watching this, you know, sometimes we don't realize that as we listen to a podcast episode and it triggers this real deep insight and that kind of catapults this beautiful conversation that you have with your partner. And then that, you know, you know, that kind of trigger, um, that kind of ripple effects into a new, you know, system that you bring into the house that brings more harmony with your family. And we don't realize that it started with a simple podcast episode by someone that you 
you know, admire from afar. So I love this piece of like in this season of gratitude, while gratitude is a practice throughout the entire year, maybe it's during this season, you're taking the time to say, who are the people that I admire from afar, that I listen to their shows, that I read their books, that I, whatever it is, and then say, I'm going to just write a thank you card. I'm just going to write an email and just say, hey, this is one particular part of the book that really impacted our family and our relationship Mm -hmm. dynamics or it impacted my business or and the biggest thing that one of my mentors taught me many many years ago and he was saying the act of giving the act of the thank you is the reward not expecting a response right it's not it's no response needed it's just I'm sharing the gratitude in this particular Mm -hmm. moment so I so appreciate you doing that. I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, this going into this, this year into 2021, I started really engaging in block scheduling. And one of the things that's on my schedule and REM can tell you, cause she sees my calendar is that I have a block of time um, every week where I send somebody a thank you note. You know, I don't never, I don't ever necessarily know who it's going to be. I let it be an organic, you know, you know, that person did this or that person contributed this, whatever. But I think that sending notes is so important. My granddaughter is five years old and I was, she's in Connecticut and I was on a video with her over the weekend and um, we were just talking. I'd seen her recently. And and so we were, you know, just chit-chatting, whatever. And she said, Nana, is it okay if I send you, if I send you notes in the mail? And I said, oh, I would love that, Gracie. I would absolutely love that. And I forget sometimes how much it means to open up the mailbox and there'd be something in there besides bills and advertisements. You know, because so much of our interpersonal communication now is related to technology and taking the time to write a note. And I'm going to tell you, you know, and again, I want to make sure we always go in all these rabbit trails and I love our conversations because they're just so life-giving. But these are practices that we can all put into place to ensure that we and the people that we engage with are getting what we need so that when when these questions come about you know where do i get my most you know my satisfaction where is my fulfillment that you know that the answer is healthy i don't like Mm -hmm. right or wrong answers sometimes there is that there are absolutes but i think that make sure our answers are healthy and and you know and know that here's the thing is that we are ever growing, we are ever evolving. And so if, you know, if the answer today, and I'm going to tell you there have been days where the answer was, you know what, I get more satisfaction when it's when it succeeds because of me. I mean, I have just mm-hmm. been in those seasons. And, um, and here's the thing is that when, and I don't know if this will make sense, I'm going to try to articulate my thought here, but the truth, the bottom line, real truth is, is that if something succeeded without you, It actually was because of you. You created through your leadership, through your mentorship, through your support, through your guidance, through your encouragement, through your joy, through your passion, through your skills and expertise. You created an environment and you've built and developed a team that could be successful without you, that could accomplish without you, maybe in an obvious, tangible way, but your DNA is all over it. And this is such a great place to kind of wrap up here where not so much of like a next action step for the people that are watching, but more of like, what's the next kind of question you want to think about? 
Um, or from today's show, what's the question that you want to journal on and really take the time to think through? So for me, the, the, the big question that I want to look at is where am I creating context to this story? Mm-hmm. Right. Because because my initial thought was, is this contextual? And then you were saying, well, do you create the context? I want to kind of take the time to really journal through that. And what I mean by journal through that, for those of you that don't have a journaling practice, it's really about putting that question in a specific journal, folder, paper, whatever it is, and visiting that every couple of days, right? It's not, it's your first response on that page is never really what's going on. It's really just revisiting that same question again and again. So for me, that's the question that I want to explore further and kind of see what comes up for me. Um, What would it be for you, Lori? Much the same. Um, you know, I have just in my, you know, wiring, you know, I, I'm in, I, I influence people. I, you know, I, I have the yeah. gift of, of, you know, being the cheerleader that gets everybody on the bus. Right. And, you know, anytime you have this kind of strength, you have to monitor your motivation so that your strength doesn't become your weakness. And I think that that's part of what I do. It's like, am I using my influence? Am I using, you know, am I creating the story that, is, is the story for me or is the story for someone else? Yeah. You know, and so I, you know, I am very, I'm, I'm in a season of just reflection like that um, because, you know, I don't, you know, one thing that COVID has done in this whole season that we've been through has made us very aware of time and very aware of relationships. And so I, I've been just really cognizant of quality of relationships and quality of time. And and so all of this has been part of that bigger conversation. I feel like my life is richer because of my relationships. And, and one of those relationships yeah. is actually you. Like when we have those conversations, I feel like it enriches my week, my day. It enriches the way that I continue to look at the world and my own practices. So definitely wow. a relationship that I'm really grateful that we've cultivated over the last Me time. too. Me too. Me yeah. too. And we appreciate you guys so very, very much. You guys have no idea. You know, a lot of times you think that we don't, I don't know what you think actually, but I know that when I look at some of the people that I admire and that, you know, pour into my life and don't even realize it, um, I wish I could find them and say, hey, I'm so glad you said that thing. And I just want you to know that, that being with you guys and continuing to support the incredible work that you do is our heartbeat. And um, it fills our bucket to overflow. So thank you for giving us these little snippets of time to be with you. Um, and and we hope that we'll see you um, very, very soon. Yes, yes. Lori, thank you so much. This was so lovely. Thank, thank you for having me. And always conversations. And welcome back. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there. 
I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.